You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. All right, everyone, it's time for the next episode of the Ice Cold Takes podcast. This week, we're joined once again by Natalina Focarelli, Ryan Strom's number one supporter on Twitter. Also, we're rejoined by Kyriakos Chatsis, everybody's favorite co-host. He's, came, he's come back from Greece, and today we're going to discuss the boots trade and other free agency news. So um, first off, thanks for coming back, Natalina. How are you? Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I've been good. It's been um, an interesting summer, interesting off-season for the Rangers, so a lot to talk about. I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, interesting is definitely one word to describe it, and um, my boy over here was flipping out in Greece, and I told him, relax, man, you don't need the stress, like, please <laughs> just go go enjoy yourself. So, Kyriakos, why don't you tell us, how was Greece? Yeah, no, it was good. I did a little bit of island hopping. Um, I have a lot of family there, so I got to see some family that I haven't seen in a while, um, but it was good. It was fun. I relaxed on the beach, saw some... Saw some crazy moves made by the Rangers while I was trying to relax on the beach. But uh, no, other than that, it's been, it, was, it was good. Um, enjoyed the time off and uh, we're back at it. That's right. And crazy moves indeed. The Rangers decided to part ways with Pavel Buchnevich. Uh, he was the restricted free agent and, you know, he was looking for his big payday. And I was always one of those guys that said, pay the man. This past season, he earned it. Every year he's gotten consistent. He's gotten way better at, at playing. Um, he's come a long way since when he got drafted in the third, fourth round in like 2013 with that, that, that pick that we got when we used him came from the Rick Nash trade, the original one from Columbus. And, you know, came all this way. And then the Rangers just decided to, to move on from him. So what, do you, what were your reactions to that? I'll let Natalina go first. I want to see what she has to say. <laughs> um, I was obviously, like most of your fans, really disappointed. I think by the return I got back from it, I mean, we're seeing some crazy things happening on the market right now, like with Marc-Andre Fleury basically getting traded for nothing. Um, and that's kind of how it felt. I think if it was, if we got more back for him, I think it would have been, it would have softened the blow a little bit, but just like on top of losing him. And I feel like with the quieter situation, I don't think they would have obviously hindsight's 2020, but I don't think they would have extended him. And I was a fan of extending him like, um, and I love Kreider, but I think it just, if they would have known about, you know, what was going to happen with the flat cap and with getting Lafreniere and, and just seeing how the last couple of years have gone for the Rangers, I don't think they would have extended him. Um, and it would have left money for Booch. And I think that we would have been better off signing him to a similar deal. Like he just got in um, with the blue jackets in Columbus, but I mean, I'm disappointed by it, but I guess he's a, just a victim of the flat cap but I'm hoping at least they'll make some some moves right now it looks like they're focused on their bottom six more and their defense which is fine but I think they got to make one more move hopefully to strengthen that top six again so maybe Eichel we'll see yeah cross your fingers (laughs) I mean I my initial reaction was just like what the hell like I I just like I, I, I saw on Twitter, like, the, the day leading up or, the, like, the two days leading up to it, like, everyone was like, oh, my God, Booch getting traded. Like, people are saying Booch going to get traded. And I was like, where is this coming from? Like, I, I like this just came out of the blue. And I was like, there's no way this is going to happen. And then it happens. And I'm like, oh, my God. But um, 
I yeah, obviously the return that we got, I'm not happy with, but um, I I just don't know if there was room for him going forward with, with money wise, you know. And like that's the only thing I'm thinking about. And like you said, Kreider got the extension. I definitely would have rather Booch get the extension over Kreider, but like obviously they couldn't have seen something like that coming. Um, but I still don't. I don't agree with that. I feel like you, they could have made it work and they could have found some other pieces to move maybe, but I, I, yeah, I just think it's a negative for everyone. Like he was a fan favorite. He was a team favorite. He played both sides of the puck extremely well. And now we're going to try and go out and find a player that plays his style. Meanwhile, we could have just had him, you know what I mean? So obviously in a perfect world with, with all the money in the world, we definitely could have, would have kept him, but um I think with the money, it doesn't work out. And especially you have to look long-term too. You have to sign guys that are coming off their entry-level deals that are going to want big bucks, you know? So um, I don't know. I, I mean, hopefully it was the right move to, to make, but right now it really doesn't seem like it. You know? I'll just chime in and say my initial reaction was like no reaction at all. <laughs> I was just like, uh, okay. And like, I completely forgot that Booch was unsigned. He's a restricted free agent. Um, I, I have no idea why. Maybe because I was stressed. I was working at the pizzeria or whatever, and I, I was busy and stuff. And when it happened, I jumped into the spaces with all the Twitter gang, and there was like over 100 people, 200 people in there. And I said some stuff. I can't even remember what I said. <laughs> uh, I, I, like, I hopped in my car and turned the car on because it was hot. I turned the AC on, and I was just like, going 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 off on whatever i'm like okay how do you not keep booch or whatever and then i remember okay Kreider's get this Kreider has that contract that contract should be booch's contract honestly um i was i was i agree with natalina i was always on board with keeping Kreider. i didn't like what we were offered at the deadline um two years ago before covid i didn't like the offers that we were getting i didn't think it was it was enough it, I felt I thought it was better just to to keep the player and and to move forward with him for the next six years or however long the contract was. Um, but I think you could look at why for the reason why the Rangers didn't get so much back is because he's a he was an RFA and you go back to the Truba deal, the Truba Piong trade. Truba was also a restricted free agent and everybody was was like proposing the most preposterous over the top assets for uh, for him like i'm talking like lise anderson multiple first round picks strom remember that like tiangelo all those guys in one deal for truba and then it ended up being pionk and their first round pick back look at sam reinhardt he was a first round or he was a restricted free agent and all he got back was a first rounder and some goalie that no one's ever heard of before right so i guess that makes sense and there was reports that he was on the market for weeks and he didn't get many offers back somehow. I don't understand why the market's just all over the place right now. Zach Hyman's getting seven years, five and a half million. Dude. Mark Andre Fleur is getting traded for nothing. Rasmus Ristolainen's getting traded for first round picks, second round picks, and like a, the same exact defenseman that's $4 million cheaper than him. Seth Jones got Adam Bockquist and uh, a first and a second round pick. Yeah. Like just all over the place right now. I've That's seen... why the boots trade is just not even, it doesn't even compare to how bad everything else is. And I think Sammy Blay is going to be a good player for us. I think 
he would do well on a line with Goudreau. It would be nice to see how, how they play, like, you know, shot blocking, clearing the puck out. I could see them playing in the last minute of a game of a 2-1 game, holding down the lead. I could see that happening. But I'm not as pissed as some other people are about this thing. And I don't think we had a chance to keep him under our, ca- our cap because you have to think about the Kreider contract, Fox's payday next year. And if Kako Lafreniere and Kravtsov all get all play at a significantly higher level under Gallant. So that's what I have to say on Booch. Yeah. So, I mean, I, like yeah. before, before the, like today, I was seeing so many deals that were made to like, Oh, we need to like preserve our cap. Like, we need we need space it's a flat cap like we need space going forward and then today for some reason all the gms just blow all their money (laughs) so it has been pretty weird to see like like completely different types of like trades and moves done prior to today and then today i mean obviously a lot of players always get paid on on free agency and get these crazy deals um but it was kind of kind of weird to see that shift but one thing I want to bring up and like I, I saw it brought up on Twitter a couple of times is if, if we fired um, our GM and our president, because we wanted to go in a more like win now mindset, right? Why would you then hire a new GM? And then that GM trades a player in his prime who definitely will help the team now. And then not want to trade two prospects for a number one center in the NHL, you know, like those are, those are the two things that I really don't get. And like you said, like, okay, like you're saying Booch won't fit in the cap. Okay. Then you sign the player, you sign Booch now because he can help you now and maybe move one of the prospects that's going to get a payday in one or two years. You know what I mean? Like if you want to win now, win now, like they say they want to do one thing and then they do something completely different, which that's what I don't like. Yeah. I think it's, I think you're right. It is a bit hypocritical, but I think they jury also does want to keep a bit of that trust the process thing. He didn't want to pull the plug, which makes me seem that he has faith in Kravtsov and Kako and Lafreniere to, to develop the way they need to. But I think an alternative would be to sign Booch to like a one-year deal, hold on to him until the trade deadline. So you get more value back for him and then trade him. You know, and then you could have gotten something else back. You could have gotten Blay a first and maybe another one of their prospects, hypothetically. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's why I I had tweeted out before too. Like, I didn't think we needed Jack Eichel. Of course, any any superstar name, you know, of course, if he's healthy, um, you want him. But I didn't think that we needed him with the guys we had. And then once we traded Booch, then I felt like you need a guy like Jack Eichel or just a guy that is putting that win now perspective back into the organization. Cause you are trading a guy like Booch. What's interesting about the Rangers right now is they have money. It's just a year from now when they have to sign their guys. So this is like a very weird season for them going in because are they going to win the cup next year, this coming season? Probably not. I mean, they, they should make playoffs now. Like we're kind of over the whole, like they were close. They were this, like they were, you know, they were in a weird bubble. They were in a weird division. Now it's should be regular, you know, as regular as it possibly can be of a season, you got to make the playoffs. You can't waste all of Panarin. You can't, um, you know, worry about signing a guy like Zibanejad to a big contract if you're not even winning anyway. Um, so I think it's an interesting spot for them to be in because they can sign some guys right now for a year, and then they're not going to have to worry about them when they have to tr- when they have to sign Fox and extend Zibanejad and all that. So I think this is just maybe one more summer. I feel like we've been really patient, but it's like 
that one more summer of finally getting to the next step. I think the only person that they're going to be willing to put money in for a long time is Jack Eichel, which should, should they not? I think right now they're kind of just holding on to what they have because the leverage in Buffalo is dropping. Like you see teams going out and signing other players and, and running up their cap space. And the Rangers are pretty much one of the only teams with enough cap to take on his 10 mil and enough quality players and prospects and picks to give back to Buffalo. Mm -hmm. So I think Buffalo is playing a pretty dangerous game right now because they're losing leverage as the days go on. Right. They, they, he's, his, he's going to have a no trade clause. It's going to kick in next year. So he's, very, very openly voiced his displeasure playing there. And it's going to really, really, really be difficult for them to move him and get something of value back like be- without taking on a bad contract because all the teams that he's going to want to go play for are teams that are salary cap stricken, like Vegas, like um, uh, probably maybe Toronto, something like Tampa Bay, those teams. Those are like the, the best teams, right? So they're not going to have any space to do it. So they should make the move now. And for the Rangers, it's all about offering up the right prospects. If it's only that I keep seeing this rumor, like, you know, the Schneider and Lundquist thing. And if like Hedl and Robertson or Jones and, and Kravtsov are, are locks for the trade in a first round pick. And if it's just the deal breaker is Schneider and Lundquist, you do it for Schneider, but not for Lundquist and Lundquist. Nils Lundqvist, I think, is going to be a very, very good right-handed offensive defenseman, two-way defenseman, actually. I think that's someone you don't give up on. But a guy like Steiner, I think you can you can afford to let go because yeah. you, in order to get something, you have to give something. Yeah, but, I think like, yeah go ahead. Yeah, we've been we've been stacking up all these prospects, right? We're the number one prospect pool. We're always getting ranked as number one. It's about when to pull the trigger and to cash in on your guys and this looking at the at the ufas from for next year like barkov is probably going to stay with you know with florida um are you going to be able to cash in on a guy within the next couple of years probably not this is probably your only shot and with who they have right now on the right hand um defensemen we have so many guys so if it's about you know packaging heedle and next year's first i think what's interesting too is if buffalo didn't hold out this long i think asking for schneider maybe when there was three, four other teams in contention for Eichel, it might've worked, but I think Drury's just seeing that Buffalo's losing their leverage. So he's kind of like, I'll give you Hedl. And now they don't have a goalie. They don't have a goalie. And we have Georgiev. How are you not going to trade Georgie? You have Shesterkin and you have, you know, Huska, you have guys, tons of, tons of goalies. Hank's on the market too. <laughs> give, yeah, get you, you have to, you throw him in there and you say, here's your goalie. Here's a, a center like Hedl coming back to you. Who's going to be, you know, a, a main guy. And here's, you know, Robertson. How many, and here's your first round pick. No other team is matching that and taking on Eichel's full, you know, salary. I think at some point, if they, if they lose their leverage completely, it's going to end up being, I have to, they have to retain some of Eichel to get back some, some more that they want. And then they're going to be, you know, retaining to trade with a team who doesn't have as much salary cap, but for what really you're, you're, you're now you're holding on to some of Eichel's contract when you could have just let all 10 million of it go to the Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. Really. What would really screw the Sabres is if, the Rangers just said, screw Eichel. We're going after Elias Pettersson. We're going full send on him. And they get Elias Pettersson. And, like, literally every team has dropped out today as of – what's today? Wednesday? Thursday? Yeah. Wednesday. Wednesday. As of Wednesday, 
every team has dropped that. Uh, lots of teams are dropping out of the Eichel race because the Kings signed Deno, the, the the Golden Knights just signed somebody. They just they don't have much cap space. The Wild are considered out of it now. Like, wait, let the, me ask you, Joey. I feel like you were you were a major guy that wanted Dano on the Rangers. I did want Dano. I did want Dano because of his like. I wanted him for the bottom six, though. Okay, but that's not, not for the top six. I don't want to replace. I don't want to replace Philip Dano with Ryan Strom. You know, because yeah. I think Strom offensively, you're not going to be able to replace that. Right. Okay. Dano's Dano's defensive stuff. Oh my god, that's that's like that's good. That's textbook. Yeah, but that third contract that he got is not worth it. I don't think six million. Hell no, I'm not paying oh. that for a bottom six. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And everybody's out here complaining about Barclay Goudreau getting $3.6 million a year when Zach Hyman, a guy that's never had been a point-per-game player, is getting $5.5 million for seven years. Uh, Blake Coleman's getting over $5 million. Uh, Dan O's getting $6 million. Never played, not a, not a top-six player. He's not, Dan O is not a top-six player. I'm sorry, he's not a top-six player. He's a, a third-line center. That's what he is. Perfect third-line center. Yeah, I mean, I agree. But um, yeah, I agree. I think I think the Goudreau deal initially. I don't know why everyone was up in arms. I mean, I, I get why everyone was up in arms about because it. Because it's Rangers like, Twitter, man. That's what they do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. Natalina. She's good. She, you're good. You're good. But like, <laughs> like literally, I saw someone complaining about the Jared Tenorti signing. Like, we're really gonna do this again? Like with Jack? Okay, Jack Johnson was justified because obviously he sucks. But like. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's a good person. I also don't get the Tenorti thing. Like, why do you even need to do that? <laughs> like, I mean, did you see like, him beat up Tom Wilson? That's pretty textbook to me. I, I think they brought him in to, to literally go out on opening night. And, and then we'll never <laughs> yeah. see him again. Line, bro. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll take that for what he, what is he making? 950? Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. It's, a, it's league minimum. And there's people complain, oh, it's a terrible move. Like, dude. Calm down. He's not going to be – he's not a guy that's going to start every single yeah, game. Yeah, no, no way. You would hope Lundqvist cracks the lineup more than him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And if he doesn't, then that's a problem. Yeah, I think you have to just remember with Twitter, it's a lot of fans zoned in on big names or just kind of hearsay of what they hear, you know, other bloggers or writers or people talking about them. And, and they don't see the bigger picture, a lot of them, like – they might not really even know how some contracts work. And it's not, it's not even, you know, a dig at anyone because I don't know all the back stuff as much as maybe like I would want to, but that's kind of why I don't speak on it as much. I kind of just, you know, you got to, you got to look at the bigger picture. And if you don't know the bigger picture, you got to trust what we do because you're, or you're just going to go crazy at every single signing, like, like they're doing. (laughs) Literally. Yeah. No. And you, you put it, you put it well, like if you don't know what you're talking about, don't talk about it. (laughs) No, but yeah. But wait, talk to me about Nemeth. Cause okay. This is something I don't know about because I haven't heard of him until all of Rangers Twitter blew up about him. So like, what's he like? What's the guy like? Do you know anything about him, Joey? Patrick Nemeth. He's a Swedish defenseman. They signed him for, Three years, seven and a half million. Uh, so it's two and a half per for the cap hit, the average annual value. He's going to slot in on the third line with uh, Nils Lundqvist. His analytics are pretty good. Everything's blue. That's what you need to know from analytics. <laughs> that's that's pretty – I've gotten to the point where I hate analytics. Now I'm just like, okay, if I see blue, all right, fine, whatever. Get the player. <laughs> Light blue or dark blue? Dark blue is better, right? 
<laughs> I'm not sure, but if it's just blue, it, as long as it's not red and really dark red, if it, as long as it's not dark red, Fair. then we're good. This is not a chart, a chart conversation. <laughs> not, not at all. Right, yeah. We, we, we have, I have no idea. Uh, we had Drew Way on, and he was trying to explain it to us. And I gotta, I gotta read his hockey lexicon thing because he like went full in depth on how to explain it. So props yeah. to him for doing that. One day I'll, I'll figure it out. Exgar <laughs> per sixty. I don't know what that is. Cool. Um, no, I, I do the eye test. I'm, I'm watching the game. What are they doing? Yeah. Oh, that yeah. guy just scored, and Jack Johnson was on the ice again. He sucks. Like, that's <laughs> yeah, but, Jack Johnson's shot is like into the corner boards. Panarin scores a lot of goals. Good player, like I don't. Right, exactly. You don't go that in depth, that in depth with it. But I think Nemeth is is probably he's a stay at home defensive defenseman, not gonna pinch uh, pitch in on like offense really. But that's fine. We don't need him to do that. He's like a younger Brendan Smith, I guess. Okay. Uh, Rip Brendan Smith, I really liked him. I thought they. I really wish they would have kept him, but you know what. He good player. He had such a roller coaster. Like he had the most comic booky character arc in like <laughs> Rangers history. Like, he saw they everyone liked the trade when when he first came to Detroit from Detroit. They signed him to the big deal. No one liked it. Then he gets sent down to the minors. He fights a teammate. He comes back up. He plays forward, and then he he reestablishes himself as a good depth defenseman. And then now he's gone. <laughs> But, but bef- not before challenging Tom Wilson and winning the Good Guy Award. So yeah, that's, he that's went out right. pretty well. That's he right. Did. <laughs> that's right. And that's what we'll, we'll, we'll always remember that. Yeah. And also rip Phil DiGiuseppe. Oh, oh I saw my that boy. DiGiuseppe. I love him. Yeah. My boy. <laughs> I love him. I do. We're going to, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of that. Uh, a lot of those uh, videos where they're, they're montaging all of our, all of their good uh, plays and stuff for the Rangers. And then we're all crying on Twitter, but everyone except for Tony D'Angelo, <laughs> we can get through the, the rebuild, the beginning stage of the rebuild and losing those guys. I think we'll be okay because yeah, our core sure. is still there. I think that's what they forget. They're like, who's going to replace Booch? Like, who are we going to sign? I'm like, no, no, no. This is when Kako, this is like, right. This- this, this is, like, this this is, is it we right now yeah number two like this is where he like who's gonna play here we're like no 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 we have morgan baron coming up we have like and again it's it's really hard to keep track if you're a fan or a writer like god bless like forever blue shirts with anthony like him being on top of all that stuff like i could never do it because we just have so many guys and it's a good problem to have so i think that that's like even if we don't know a guy or we don't know a guy that was signed and what he does it's like just wait and see because like jury signed him for a reason like he's you know he's an nhl caliber guy for a reason he's a prospect for a reason so like we have to remember like we have so many guys coming up and it's we're turning over the leaf of like kako is going to be that number one guy Krasoff's it's his time to move up so i think it'll be exciting for us i think the the fact that i guess the rangers aren't rushing to a a big name player is they have a lot of faith in got in those guys in Kako and Lafreniere they have faith and hope that Gallant is going to lead them the right way he's going to take them to the promised land and get them to be fulfill their potential like I can't wait everybody keeps talking like I, a lot of people I hear are like dude I can't wait until until like regular season starts I can't wait to see Kako under Gallant and, and Lafreniere under Gallant like I think like that's going to be amazing I think 
I think uh, this is the breakout year where we need to see. I mean, I feel like I, I don't. I feel like I said that last year, and I don't want to say it again. But I actually do think it's more true this year because <laughs> I think Quinn definitely kept them a little bit sheltered. Like he tr- he tried and like was a little too stringent in his methods with with the younger guys. So hopefully now they'll have a lot more freedom and they can kind of play their game. And I think it'll definitely benefit them a lot more. But um, right this year, th- th- we're not going to have to worry about you know how many minutes they're going to get. Right. They are guaranteed, confirmed to be getting top six minutes, 15-plus minutes a game, every single game. Last season, in the 56-game season, we were worried about, okay, Kako only played nine minutes. Blackwell's playing 12 minutes. Where's Kravtsov? He's playing five minutes. Or Lafreniere, he's only playing 13 minutes instead of, instead of the, like, 17 on the first line or whatever. This yeah. is this is This is – like these problems are going to be solved with Gallant. I th- I think that everything's going to turn around. Honestly, I have I have faith in in, in the kids and I have faith in the coaching staff. Right. Just like just like uh, Tug McGraw said, you got to believe. <laughs> and and if they don't trade for Eichel and Heedle turns out to be a monster, then you you built your own guy. You drafted him and you grew him and you you built him yourself. So and you don't got to pay him ten mil right now. So. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, exactly. True. Pretty soon we're gonna have to be you figuring out like you know if we're gonna pay how much we're gonna have to pay Fox because you know McCarr just signed his big boy deal. Uh, Heskinen, Heskinen. Yeah, I don't even know how you pronounce his name. The guy on the stars, he just got a uh, eight million dollar extension. Seth Jones got nine and a half. I I don't know how. I mean, take like a a small home. I think he might. I think he might. I'd like to believe he, he will. Eight I mean, years, he, eight million. He held out to be a ranger. I'm not saying, you know, he's going to be like, Give me, I'll take five mil. Like, right. not, not like that. Like, you know, or if he, if he, because he, it means so much to him to be in New York, if he says, give me a little bit more on the, on the term and I'll take less up front to help the cap because I want to be on a winning team. So if that means, you know, you need a little bit of extra money to sign the bandage ad, here you go. I could see that happening as well. You are dealing with a, the, a guy like Adam Fox. So. They do have that. Yeah, I think Fox would definitely be willing to take a hometown discount to to stay. Mika, I don't. On the other hand, that's going to be a difficult conversation. I don't think he's worth ten million. Braden Point just got nine and a half, and he's completely worth all that money. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be interesting for his banjab because even again in his down year, whatever we want to call it, he's still produced. But I think at this point, if he if you're going to skip out on Eichel and then you're going to rise the as your number one center. And you have Strom and Hedl behind him. And he, so he's got to be like, main, you know, he's got to be your number one center. And you're, he wants to be paid like it. He can't have any type of off or down year. He's got to just have a 1C year. And if he does, then you pay him. And if he doesn't, then you got to think about, I'm not saying you got to get rid of him, but you have to think about, you know, what what's reasonable at what he's producing. I really blame last year on him getting COVID in the beginning of the year. I don't know why. I just do. <laughs> well, and it was also crazy because you're like his down year. Like even me, like I got caught on it. I was like, what's Savannah Jad doing? And then you look at his numbers and you're like, oh, like <laughs> they're still good. Like what? He made he, up like, for it at the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you forget. I mean, if that was his down year, I'll take a down year for Savannah Jad's You know, if that's what his down year looks like. But. It was, for he sure. was only two points shy of point per game somehow. Yeah, he's he's insane. Yeah, I I would definitely pay him whatever the hell he wants. To be honest with you, um, I love him. Like, I, and I just think you got to keep like with the booch thing. I think a, they there was rumblings that like Panarin was mad, Zabana was mad, like, and it kind of reminds me of like 
that core that we had a few years ago that like when you trade one of them, like they're all like upset about it, which it's nice to know that they care, you know, as much as we do. So right. I think Zibanejad, like you already got rid of Booch, like you don't want to mess that up. You can't have just a bunch of young guys and Panarin and Strom running around like exactly. And you don't know what's gonna happen with Strom next year. Like you can't have Panarin and then a bunch of twenty something year old, like young twenty year olds. So from a captain standpoint or just like a you know a leader standpoint and a chemistry standpoint you got to you got to do what you can to keep them now i'm interested to hear what your thoughts are natalina about okay so now that booch is gone who do you move who gets who takes whose spot on the rangers roster in the lineup like so let's say the rangers move move on from hedel and they bring eichel in and they still have strom they do they make that trade without giving up strom where does strom play on the third line I mean, I guess so. I like I was for right now. I was coming up with lineups that were without Eichel because, to be honest, I almost see it going that way. Like I see them if they roll out with Zibanejad, Strom, Heedle, and Rooney. Like I'm not mad about that. Like I don't know. I know especially because a lot of people are like so against Strom. I don't know why. And like not even just coming from me as like his number one fan, but like that wouldn't bother me. I feel like you. And then you have Panarin and Kako on the and then you have Lov and Krasov. You have Kreider, and I love Goat. Like, people forget about him. Like, yeah. I, I think, I think he could like, be... he could be the, that third-line guy that's playing yes. by Kako Krasov. And, yes. if, and, and then the thing, too, is if Krasov is having, like, a, a down patch or something, you flip them. You got two skilled guys, and you say, okay, like, if, if Goat's just having a better stretch and maybe you got to play around with the lines, like, at least we don't have to deal with all the line changes under David Quinn anymore. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I feel like you you still have a guy with so much speed and power, and I loved him last year. Like yeah, I, I, I felt like he was treated kind of like, you know, one of those guys that just never got his fair shake. But the fact that they that they were able to keep him in the expansion and everything, I feel like he's a, he's a, a great piece that a lot of people forget about. And then you have Barron. And you have Goudreau on the fourth line. But also you can move Goudreau around. Like there's just so many options. I feel like you can you can move Heedle to the wing if you if you do get Eichel. So I think it's gonna it's gonna be interesting whether they get Eichel or not, but they have guys that could play all over. And I think I think that that's good, but eventually, again, they're, then they're going to have to solidify and establish their roles. It can't just be like, oh, this guy's a winger some days, like with Brendan Smith. He's a forward now. He's defensive. <laughs> You're going to have to have some continuity to win. You know, when you play Boston, you know who their lines are. You know right. who's, going, who's going against who, you know, who's lining up with who, and they're rolling out the same lines, and that's what makes them so scary because it works 99% of the time. I will say I, ha- I have a lot more confidence having Sammy Blay and Barkley Goudreau out there instead of you know a 19 year old and a 20 year old playing against Bergeron and Martian and Boston yeah, for sure. like if, the, if it ever gets to that situation you know what I mean like Sammy Blade played against those guys in the finals and that's the thing but, too the guys with the with the playoff experience and, and the cup experience like you can't diminish that, that it's, a big, deal. it's a big deal it's a huge deal when you have guys like Laugh and Kako and Baron and like you have the the youngest, most inexperienced possible guys, which is good to have, you know, they all got to start somewhere, but bringing in those guys is bigger than I think a lot of people give credit to. For sure. You go back to our 2012 uh, team. We had Longquist, who's made, who, who's been in the playoff, who had been bring in the playoffs back. for a long time. Yeah, bring him back. 
we had we had Brad Richards who won a cup with Tampa Bay. We had John Tortorella, the coach who won in Tampa Bay. We had Ruslan Fedotenko who was a, who played on the Tampa Bay Lightning in 2004 who won the cup. We had a bunch of guys that were, you know, all there. Like Mike Grubb too. He played with the with the Penguins and he won a cup, I believe. We had we had guys that had played and won cups with teams before and that was like our our where we got our foot in the door with our squad. Like we had McDonough, we still had Girardi, who was young, Stahl, uh, Callahan, those guys. You need it, honestly. You can't, you can't run into the playoffs with an inexperienced team. It just doesn't, it doesn't work. I am tired of being, you know, pounded. I'll just say pounded <laughs> by, for lack of a better word, by like teams that trap, like Carolina, uh, the Islanders. I'm tired of that. God forbid we play Montreal. Oh my God! And Carey Price again. <laughs> That's like a nightmare for me. They they don't they let up nothing at all. Yeah, I mean the, I the, a- the, the the best. I think the best example right now is the Islanders with experience. Like Barry Trotz himself alone, like took this team and and you know brought them all the way to where they were. Like just having a coach like that and and then knowing that like it, it, it's interesting too because like you were saying we have a whole new coaching you know umbrellas for these guys to play under so not only are you you don't want to do too much to your lineup because you don't know how they're going to respond to a new coach and you know having his experience over a guy like David Quinn who had zero NHL experience it's it's a completely different team to play for I'm sure I'm sure it'll be a struggle at first there might be some rough patches but you ready showtime on May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Well, you know that that Rangers Town will have its its oh, opinion. Sure. That's one. right. But Week speaking... one will know if this team is a bust or not. So. <laughs> okay, wait. There's one thing I want to ask. Kind of ending it off. Oh. Do, what apart from Eichel, an Eichel trade? Do you see us making any other moves this off season? Honestly, no. Okay. I mean, I don't. Again, they might sign a couple guys. I think they're. I think if they're out on Eichel, you might see them signing guys for a year, like we were kind of talking about. Right. So not really caring about the money, not really caring about anything that's going to happen with the cap in a year from now, but getting guys to just get it to the playoffs to to kind of get get that experience so that when they are ready to hopefully, you know signs about him, sign, you know, give Fox his money and everything that they'll have some more experience. I don't want just be a completely wasted year, but they'll at least get in the playoffs, get some experience for their young guys, you know, fight for their spots. And, and then they're going to have to eventually start trading some of their assets. They have so many, you can't play them all. If yeah. hockey was like a six line game, you <laughs> you probably would, you just establish like the best fifth and six lines in the league because you have <laughs> guys to play on those sides. But you go, you gotta let them go sometimes no the matter who bench. and when and for who <laughs> that's why i don't get paid to make this <laughs> if the rangers don't go after eichel if they don't make a move for eichel i would like to see at least an attempt this is this is what i said so i i used i did say i wanted an attempt at matthew kachuk i wanted an attempt at elise Patterson. 
Did they say that they would they would match his offer sheet, or am I thinking of someone else? No, that's that's right. Yes, but there was another report like yesterday, I think, and they were saying that they're they're really tied up against the cap right yeah. now. I, even though they just freed up a bunch, they just took on Oliver Ekman Larson's contract, <laughs> and that's a lot. that's, that's true. a lot. That's true. All of it too. I think I don't know. I I I don't know if it was retained actually, but. They are pretty close. I think they only got like twenty million in space, and they still have a boatload of guys they got to sign. Um, they're gonna have I'd to. Make, I'd clean. make one big splash if they can. If Rangers, I think that that's what it reminds me a lot of. Like when they signed Panarin, it was like a little quiet, and we were like, "Oh no, we're gonna lose him. Like he's gonna go to the island. Like he's yeah. gonna go to the Islanders." And they like our camp itself was really quiet on it, and then it just like, it's, like they were just like announced it I'm joking jk <laughs> yeah we, got we were him. like okay like, no way i think even like that borelli guy had tweeted like we'll wake up tomorrow and panarin's gonna be in new york Island." <laughs> and we we're like mm. and like, we're all kind of believing it because we we're like you know our but rangers are always known for being quiet as anything yeah like, they keep everything like, we'll make our team better jury jury's like we'll make our team better if we can <laughs> we'll look into it. Well, this give us something, right? No, and that's why people are like always, you know, come on, make a move, make a move, Drury. Come on, like, we're, we're, like in my mind, I think a lot of us really think Drury's sitting at home, like, like on his beach chair, like with his phone off and just lounging by the pool, like actually doing nothing. Like, <laughs> you know, he's on the like, you don't think he's on the phone, like behind the scenes, like doing his job. I'm like, sure he <laughs> is. I am sure he is. And I have hope. I have faith in jury. I, I, I know you, Kyriakos, I know you didn't like that boots trade. I know, man, like that was, ah, that was such a bummer that they got rid of such a, a good player like that. Like, the, ah, damn, I know, I know it's, <laughs> even thinking about it. like i went through it too i saw one of our other guests on on here um she was she was like emotional because like they traded they traded booch and i was saying like this was me when i when they traded callahan like yeah i was crying on the bus when they traded callahan <laughs> when zuccarello got traded at least i was in college i'm like all right i knew this was coming and I just yeah, had to put yeah. my head down or whatever. I did cry over Zoo. I remember staring at the TV like, no, don't <laughs> give him back. I cried when the Mets traded Beltron. Um, the Mets should be a whole nother uh, trade frenzy. So yeah, that should that should be a whole nother like podcast or whatever. <laughs> um, but the last thing I'm gonna I'm gonna give before we wrap it up is my pizzeria story. So Natalina, every week we've been doing. Um, a pizzeria story. So my parents own a pizzeria in New Jersey and I've just been working pretty much every day. And I thought it would be fun if I told a funny story as like part of a new segment kind of thing. So here it goes. So <laughs> last week when, yeah, like last Thursday, this came a, a day too late, like a day after I had already recorded with Brendan Azoff of the Backtrack pod. And I was pissed because I had no story for that week. But I actually did come up with something, but this one was pretty crazy. So um, a customer ordered for delivery, right? And they got like, uh, I don't know, three subs and some Gatorades or whatever. Okay, so the driver's got another delivery too. So he goes to that one first and tries calling because they're on a construction site, but they didn't tell us that. They're on a construction site, so he's got to call them. He calls them twice, no answer. I call them from the store. I leave a message, nothing. So he goes and takes his other delivery, and then he calls me 
what do you want me to do with the food? I say, bring it back to the store. And then like, he's telling me, all right, so if they call, just say the driver was there. And I'm like, yeah, you, you were there like half an hour ago. So, I mean, there's nothing we could do. Um, so the person literally calls right after that and they're like, okay, so uh, I ordered for delivery and the driver's, the food is not here. I said, yeah, the driver was there half an hour ago and you guys, we tried calling you and we left messages and no one was answering. And she, the woman basically was like, but it's a construction site. You couldn't just leave it at the door. I'm like, no, because it was paid in cash. So you have to come and give the money. Right. <laughs> and so she's just like, but it's a construction site. I'm like, yeah, but I didn't know that. Like, like, okay, if it was yeah, but I need my money pay with the card or whatever. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like you could do it remote. Like you could pay with the card and then yeah. leave the tip for the driver on there too. Um, Anyways, so I'm just like, we're not mind readers over here. We have no idea. What, we had no idea that it was a, a, a construction site. And the driver's not going to get out of his car and walk. It's dirty. He's got other deliveries. To, he's not going to get his car dirty because he loves his car. But that's besides <laughs> the point. Anyways, she, get, she starts going off on me. It's like, how come you couldn't leave it at the door? Who are you? Who the F are you? Who the F are you? And like, I'm like, what? Who am I? Who am I? Don't call here. And I hang up on her just like that. All right. And then she called back like two seconds later after I, I after I walked away. And the other counter helper like just answered like, uh, "Thanks for calling New World." Or whatever. And she's like, "Yeah, you tell that gangster motherfucker whoever that is, I'm gonna leave a shitty review on, on on New World. I'm never coming back here. I'm whatever. Like you you, you win some, you lose. But that was like you know." I was I was completely pissed off at that at that person, but you know what? I probably shouldn't have exploded at her and hung up on her, but she had no right to to like to like say who the f are you? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, well that does it for me. I've never that's seen enough, Joey that's Matt, enough pizzeria so that's talk funny. for me. <laughs> uh, anything you guys want to add before we wrap it up? Um, nothing. I just think it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of weeks and. I'm I'm good with the team we have right now. I think so. I am too. I I I like I like where we're going. I really can't wait for hockey to start because I want to see how how the team plays. I want to see how that bottom six looks. I want to see Nils, and I want to see you know, you know the structure under Gallant. No more, no more crazy line changes in the middle of games, stuff like that. We don't have to worry (laughs) about that. Yeah, we hope. We hope. We hope. (laughs) I don't think he's known for doing that no he isn't okay but who is (laughs) david quinn (laughs) david quinn is known for it now um anyways thanks again for joining us natalina it was was pleasure you're always welcome to come on of course thank you so much for having me and um, i'll be back whenever (laughs) thanks everyone for tuning in stay tuned for more new york rangers info by visiting boysandblue94.com and our instagram at the boys and blue 94 see you all next time you don't have to go home but you can't stay here